Wait a minute. I thought we weren't supposed to judge. We'll talk about that today on Bible. again, everyone. Thank you for joining me for Bible time. We are going to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 5 to answer a question. And basically what's going on in here is Paul is admonishing the church because they're allowing a particular sin to continue. And I believe part of the problem really lies in verse 6. And this is what Paul says in verse 6. Your boasting is not good. Do you not know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump of dough? Clean out the old leaven so that you may be a new lump, just as you are in fact unleavened. For Christ our Passover has been sacrificed. Therefore, let's celebrate the feast not with old leaven, nor with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Right there is the crux of this whole matter. Now you can go read 1 Corinthians chapter 5. He just comes right out of the gate with it on what this particular sin is. But I think what the question is, is what was Paul talking about when he says to judge this person? He says, uh, let me get the words right. Um, I have already judged him who has so committed this as though I were present. In the name of the Lord Jesus, when you are assembled, and I with you in spirit, with the power of the Lord Jesus, I have decided to turn such person over to Satan for the destruction of his body, so that his spirit may be saved on the day of the Lord. So, is it okay to judge someone? Well, the first thing I did was I went and looked up the word that was used in Matthew chapter 5, judge not, unless you are going to be judged, for if you judge, you will be judged by that same measure. And it is Strong's Concordance number 2919, which is exactly the same one that Paul uses here. So we're talking about the same Greek word, krinos, I believe is how you pronounce it. But anyway, the definition of that word means to condemn as one thing. It also means to decide between. Like, if you think about it, I'm going to judge between a Chevy truck or a Ford truck. I mean, there's no question, right? And I'll let you decide which one I would choose. But anyway, that's the judge part that I think that Paul is talking about here. Judge if this is correct to be allowed in your church. If it's not, then hand him over to Satan for the destruction of his body means that so that he can get to the point where he realizes, man, I need to repent. I need to turn back to God. God does this a lot. He'll allow people to be turned over to Satan so that they'll come back to him. And it's a very effective method of bringing people back to the Lord. So that's what's going on there. So let's talk about this a little more because there is a lot of controversy in a lot of churches these days. And in fact, there are many churches who just flat out say, well, the Bible didn't really mean this. And this is why we, you know, this one little difference in society today as compared to the time it was written Yeah, I don't think I'm going there. No, don't go there. Um, But anyway, you know, I'm all for taking things in context and and to the audience that it was written. But the Bible was not written just for those people a few thousand years ago. It was written for everyone. This is God's instruction to us. It's our letter from God to us to teach us how to live, what to do, how to operate in this world until we get to be with him forever. We can't just say, well, this doesn't really apply to 2023. 
no, that does not work. That is very, very slippery slope that you don't want to go down. So there is something going on in churches today, um, splitting churches as a result. And I want to be very clear that if I, as a pastor, were to stand up in the pulpit and say, look, I've committed 30 murders and I'm going to commit 30 more. You better get rid of me. Okay, we won't go that drastic. Let's say I've stolen 30 times and I got 30 things marked on my list of things that I want to steal. Get rid of me. Okay, still too drastic. Okay, I've been jealous of 30 people in this congregation and I'm going to be jealous of another 30 in the next year. Get rid of me. Jealousy is a sin. It's the 10th commandment. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, especially for that part of it. But anyway, what I'm saying is when someone in a leadership position says that sin is okay and they can justify it by societal standards, have nothing to do with them. Judge. Yes, judge. Decide between the two and know which one is right and which one is wrong and do something about it. Get away from such leadership. If the leadership is above the local church, then get away from that denomination. If it's above the denomination, if it's at the bishop level or even higher, then find somewhere else. I don't care what your tradition is or how long you've been going to that church. Don't be involved with sinful people like this. Peter and Paul says, don't you know that a little leaven leavens the whole bread? If we take some water and dough, I'm sorry, water and flour and mix it together and we, we knead it out and we get a big lump of bread, if we bake that, it's going to be flat and dry. But if we put just a tiny, the tiniest little bit of yeast in there, just a tiny bit, that entire lump of dough is going to grow and be huge. And that's what sin is. Repre that's what the yeast represents sin in our lives. We let a little bit of sin into our church, just a little bit. I mean, it's, it's meeting societal standards, right? We let that little bit in. Close the doors, lock them, hand the keys over, because that church is done. I'm sorry. Now you're going to say, yeah, well, there's churches that are thriving. Well, sure. But what good are they doing for the kingdom of God? They're just serving the religious spirit of religion they're not serving the kingdom of God. I'm sorry, but there are denominations in this world that are not serving the kingdom of God. They're serving themselves. Oh, they're teaching. Oh, they're teaching, sure. But they have such sinful people and sinful desires and sinful ways, and they're calling it good. Now, let's stop right there for a minute because you're not going to find a church that does not have sinful people. In fact, that's where the sinful people belong. We all belong in a church where we can learn about God, where we can hear the word spoken, and we can let the Holy Spirit work on us and change us. I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is when you openly call a sin that the Bible says this is sinful, and you say, this is okay because it's 2023, and this is the situation, and it's a little bit different than what it was when Paul was first talking about it. No, that doesn't fly with me. If that flies with you, okay, we'll have to agree to disagree, but that does not fly with me at all, and it never will. Sin is sin, and Satan 
is the, brought sin into this world and is the cause of death in this world. Jesus came to destroy the unholy trinity of Satan, sin, and death so that the holy trinity could serve and live and be as part of the kingdom of God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Folks, learn the difference. Don't let these sinful people mislead you and misguide you. And I'm a sinner too. And sure, I could go through my list of sins and you would probably want to kick me out of your church. I'm sure you would. But there's a difference. And the difference is I don't stand up front and openly say, look, this is who I am and this is okay because it's 2023. If I start doing that, you better get rid of me. That's your Bible time for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope I answered your question. And I'll talk to you again all real soon. God bless.